0: isn't it? It's so hectic that we don't even know when to agree. Summer is hectic, isn't it? Yes, Yes, there's there's chaos. There's no school for kids, so we're going camping, we're doing work picnics, we're uh, going on vacation, baseball games, long days, hot days, so much more. Summer is hectic. And for many of us, this weekend, Labor Day weekend, marks the official end of summer. Now, too often... Too often we rush from the craziness of summer into the chaos of fall without stopping. We get to fall and school starts, uh, regular church program, days getting shorter, fall sports leagues, homework, go, 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 right? Raise your hand if you started school already. Thank you so much. Okay, one of us. Fantastic. I guess it wasn't too chaotic yet. For the rest of you maybe it's going to get chaotic this week today this morning thank you this morning i'm going to fight plowing ahead from the chaos of summer right into the chaos of fall i'm going to intentionally give the calendar the cold shoulder i want to i want to be able to stop and say not this year i want to breathe i want to pray So this morning, we're actually going to do something different, and we're going to have a morning of prayer. I realize we just dismissed most of the ones that will squirm. There's still about 50 of you in here that might squirm. (laughs) I'm not going to apologize for that. I think this will be good for us. This morning, we are going to spend our time in the Lord's Prayer. You've already heard it as our call to worship. Most of you know it. It's memorized. Three times this morning we're going to sing it. That's why they're still up here. Okay? Here's how it's going to work. Um, we'll first we'll sing it, and then we're going to put up on the screen portions of the Lord's Prayer. And we'll pray that together. And then we'll have a time of two or three minutes of silence where during that time you're letting the phrase that's up on the screen, uh, you're letting it sink into who you are. You're thinking about it. You're, you're praying about it. You're asking God, God, what does this tell me about you? What do you want me to learn through this phrase? You're meditating on it. Just the, the phrase that will be up there. At the end of about two or so minutes of silence, I'll, uh, I'll pray out loud, but I'm going to be sitting over here because you don't need to see me standing uh, the rest of the time. So I'm going to pray. Uh, You'll hear me because I'll be mic'd, And then at the end of my prayer, I'm going to say, and we all pray together. Now that will be our cue to look up at the screen and there will be the next portion of the Lord's Prayer. We're going to build on it. We're going to say it from the very beginning each time. So the the first time is going to be really short. And it will get a little longer and a little longer. Now during this time of prayer, feel free to keep your eyes open or closed Bow your heads, raise your heads, stand, sit, kneel. Um, Allow the time that I pray to become part of your prayer. This morning, for me, is a chance to say, okay, summer's ending. Fall can start. Okay? Since uh, there are some who can't stand ultra silence, we're going to have some music playing quietly in the background while we pray. Um, Questions? No, we're going to sit and sing the Lord's Prayer, and then we will begin.
1: It's a glory for.
0: time in prayer, in rest, and in silence with just the beginning of the Lord's Prayer. We'll put that up on the screen, and then you guys can say it with me together. Let's, uh, let's pray. Our Father who art in heaven. Let's do that one more time. Our Father who art in heaven. So this is the first phrase we'll spend time with. Silently reflect, reflect on it. Pray over it and allow the Spirit of God to direct where you go in your prayers. And again, do this in silence. Our Father. Lord God, we begin with the word our in recognition that this thing called faith is not all about us. It's not all about us as individuals. Yes, there is a personal choice to follow Jesus, but when that choice is made, we join a family of people seeking to live and love how you designed. So you are our Father. Now, in even calling you Father, we are recognizing that you are in charge. You are madly in love with us. You have our best interests in mind. You, Father, want to see us live life to the fullest. In calling you Father, we're also declaring our prayer to be in Jesus' name. We could not come to you on our own merits. We could not even call ourselves your children if it were not for Jesus. He made it possible for us to be called sons and daughters of a king. We have been adopted as children of grace in and through Christ Jesus. Lord, in calling you Father, we are also recognizing our position and our standing with you. You could come to us as warrior with your weapons flying. You could come as a righteous judge ready to cast your verdict on us as sinful men and women. You could come to us as distant surveyor, looking from afar at your creation. And yet when Jesus, your son, taught us to pray, he told us to call you Father, to call you Abba. And in that, we recognize that you come wanting to implant your fatherly love in our hearts. You come wanting us to trust you as a child trusts their daddy. So we pray to you as our Father. And even as we do this, we're reminded that you are our Father in heaven. There is an otherness about you, a grandeur that should leave us in awe, in amazement, and it should draw our souls to worship you. You are bigger than us. You are mightier than us. And you are in heaven, so we do pray, our Father, Who art in heaven. And we all pray together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We enter into another time of silence and reflection with this last portion. Hallowed be thy name. What does this mean to you? How does it affect you? What does it tell you about God? Think through these questions in the next moments of silence. Abba, Father, hallowed, holy be your name. Holy, it's, it's what we are claiming you are. We are simply declaring that. Lord, you are holy. Father, perhaps this is Jesus' way of reminding us to look right back where we just prayed about you being in heaven. Claiming your name is holy reminds us, again, who you are. You are holy There is no wrong in you. There is no evil intentions or thoughts in you. There is nothing in you that you would change because you are hallowed. You are holy. You are set apart from all others. And we praise you for that. In praying hallowed be your name, we are also recognizing that to some degree we play a role in that. We are image bearers of you. Your seal has been placed on us. When, we, when people look at us, we want them to see you. As such, Lord, this prayer that your name be hallowed, that your name be holy, takes on much more meaning and more weight. We must ask now that you help us keep your name holy. Forgive us when we dishonor your name. Forgive us when we fail so often to represent a good and holy God. Empower us to become good and holy like your son, Jesus Christ. And as this happens, we'd ask that more and more people come to recognize you as holy. We'd ask that among more and more nations, your name would be lifted up. That in more places, you would be glorified. We'd also ask that in our hearts, we would have a sense of your beauty. We'd ask that you'd captivate us with a sense of wonderment, of awe of who you are. And then, Lord, we will know more of what it means to pray that your name would be hallowed. So, Lord, we all pray together Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. We again come to a time of silence and we will think on, pray on the phrase, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom come. Lord God, as much as we think our kingdoms are what we want, we do humbly admit that your kingdom is what we really need. So we need to ask your forgiveness for the times we've only focused on building our own kingdoms the kingdoms of our houses and cars and extracurricular activities, our social kingdoms of family and friends, our job kingdoms, our retirement kingdoms and whatever, whatever other kingdom may become our focus. Father, forgive us. We do desire that your kingdom come. And that means we need to accept your lordship, your kingship in our lives. When our focus is our kingdoms, we admit that we are refusing your rule. So we ask, Lord, that your spirit would correct our thoughts, and shape our desires. Lord, do this by speaking deeply to our souls in your gentle and not-so-gentle whispers. Do this also through your, your written word. Lord, we want to yearn for your kingdom, your future kingdom. We recognize that in that kingdom, in the future, there will be no more suffering, no more injustice, no more poverty, and no more death. Lord God, we yearn for that. We long for that, not just in the future, but for today. God, end suffering, end injustice, end poverty of the heart and body and mind, end death as we know it, and bring us into the fullness of life that your son promised. Lord, that is the kingdom we want to come. Begin that kingdom in us today. May your kingdom come. And we all pray together, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let those last words guide your time of reflection. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This again, Abba, Father, is a prayer of total surrender of our own wills. It's a surrender of control. And God, if we're honest with you, surrendering control is difficult and scary. We have become, Lord, we are a selfish people. We want our ways. But Lord, your son is teaching us to pray for your way. For your will to be done in our lives, but also in the world. There is so much evil that we can see as we look around our globe. We know that this is not what you willed when you created in the beginning and when you called it good. We need what you initially willed to be done. And until that day, when your will is accepted and manifest completely, we choose again to trust you as Father We trust that you are using what may be uncomfortable and unnerving and uneasy and just plain hard to shape us with an acceptance of your will. Abba, Father, this is the one part of the prayer that we get to see Jesus pray at another time in his life. He prayed your will be done in the Garden of Gethsemane as he was facing something far more excruciating than we could ever imagine. So teach us. Help us to pray for Your will with the same utter trust that Jesus, Your Son, prayed it with. He knew the ultimate goodness of Your will, Father. Thus far in our in our time of prayer this morning, we have been praying, and our focus has been directed upward. And yet, as it has been, we've been reminded of Your greatness, of the praise and honor that You are due, the desire to see. You made known everywhere and your ways made to happen. This should bring us to a love and obedience of you. And yet it seems to have pointed us to how far from that love and obedience of you, how how far from that reality we really are. We are driven to remorse, to repentance, and to sorrow for how far we have drifted from you. Lord, may you once more become our first love. May we be reminded daily of who you are, reminded daily of why your ways are so much higher than our ways. Give us a glimpse this morning of your glory, as we can handle no more than a glimpse. And this we pray, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, so go ahead and cough for a second, <coughs> squirm for a second. You guys have made it this far. There, good. We're going to stand and we're going to sing the Lord's Prayer again. So have the worship team, come on up. Standing gives us a chance to get the blood flowing in our legs. It uh, gives us a chance to wake our neighbor up. And if they are asleep, that's completely fine. That may be the rest that God has called them to this morning. So this is, uh, that's the first half of the Lord's Prayer. The second half will go quicker, but it's just as meaningful and just as powerful. So let's sing again the Lord's Prayer. sit back down, and we will resume our time in prayer right where we left off. So let us pray together from the screen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We return again to a time of silent prayer. And as we did before, allow the Spirit of God to direct your thoughts and prayers surrounding the section that we are now in. Give us this day our daily bread. Abba, Father, we are asking that you give us our daily bread. And in praying this way, we are submitting to your provision. We're admitting that no matter how hard we work to put food on the table, ultimately it comes from you. So we ask, Father, that you would provide. We ask that you, that this provision would be for our needs for today. Though we may want six months' supply in the bank. Though we may desire not to live paycheck to paycheck, we, we do know that in a very real way this can help us put our trust in you. This all, once again, points us back to a loving, trustworthy, good, a good father who wants to care for his beloved children. We pray not only for our daily needs, but for those around the world who, who truly know hunger and thirst in a much more real way than we do. We pray that you would provide for all their needs. Lord, for those who love you and even those who don't, we ask that you would give this day supply. And we all pray together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgiveness. Pray on this thought over the next few moments. Forgive us as we have forgiven. Father, this really is twofold, isn't it? Too often we come wanting, claiming, proclaiming your gracious forgiveness of us. And we are so grateful that your word promises that forgiveness. But are we forgiving the sins of others against us? Isn't that the prerequisite that you have required? Father, before we come begging you, or you for mercy and, and forgiveness of us, may we forgive others first. Help us in this as we recognize and admit that we won't be able to forgive others truly without your help. Because, Lord, too often we harbor bitterness. We hold on to resentment. We want revenge and we want your wrath to fall on those who hurt us and our loved ones. So help us to forgive Abba, Father. God, this also means that we must take a hard look at our own lives. We must come to recognize our own sin, our own depravity against you. And as we do, Lord, remind us of the radical forgiveness that you offer us. That reminder, it should humble our hearts. It should give us the ability to forgive and to seek the good of those who have wounded and wronged us. God, heal the unresolved bitterness that shows us there are places in our lives that are not right with you. God, forgive us and help us to forgive. And we all pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth As it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation. The next few minutes are yours with God. Father, we, we ask that you lead us not into temptation, recognizing that there is so much we are tempted by. I won't even begin to make a list, as you know each and every one of our hearts, and ultimately, we know our hearts. We cannot handle temptation. We fall. We fail. Yes, we realize that temptation can lead to growth, especially when we're leaning on you to help us overcome it. Temptation can lead us to a closer walk with you, but Lord, so often when we fail, so often when we fall, we end up in our own puddle of self-pity and shame. And These are the places we find find ourselves, and they're not of you. You are not a God of shame, but so often we get overwhelmed by the temptation we find ourselves in. So be gracious to us and keep us from it. We ask that you guard our steps. You guard our thoughts. You guard our eyes. Again, we do realize the growth potential from temptations, as this is an opportunity for the impurities of our lives to be burned off. So I guess our, our prayer could be and should be that we would simply not enter the temptation. Our prayer should be that you keep us from even entertaining the option of or the prospect of entering into the sin which so easily tempt us. So may that be the case, Father. Father. If temptations come, lead us away from them and help us grow in the process. And we all pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. Spend some time with this. Abba, you are our rock and our refuge. We trust that no evil may touch us when we are abiding in you. Yet if it does, if our abiding wavers and evil gets a foothold, if we do find ourselves in evil's way, ensnared by the evil one, would you please deliver us? Would you please set us free? If the evil is part of the remnants of our old self still needing to be purged by the loving hands of a Savior, then do your work and then deliver us from that, Father. And if the evil is from the world around us, from the malignant forces of the world wishing to do us harm, deliver us from that evil as well, loving Father. You again are our rock and our refuge. We take comfort and refuge in your powerful arms. And we all pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. So we come to the end of the prayer that Jesus has taught his disciples. And as you can see, the end is so much more than a simple amen. So spend the next few moments reflecting on why Jesus would encourage us to end our prayer. Speaking of... God's kingdom, power, and glory. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. It's all yours, Abba, Father, both now and forever. Your kingdom, your power, your glory. We know that. We admit it. We claim it as true. Nothing can take it away from you. Father, this morning... And into this fall, we can rest our souls in that. Hear our prayers to you this morning. Our prayers stemming from the prayer that your son has taught his disciples and us to pray. Hear our prayers, Lord. We pray all this in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And all God's people said, amen. All right, let's stand one final time and sing the Lord's Prayer, and at the end of it, Tim, can we sing the doxology? The words won't be up there, but I think most of us know that.
1: Is the kingdom yours? Is the power yours? Is the glory and the man yours? Is the kingdom yours? Is the power yours? Is the glory and the man yours? Is the kingdom. It's the glory forever. Amen yours. Here's the kingdom yours. Here's the power yours. It's a glory forever.